Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. We've been talking about the test. How do you stay prepared for the test? Well, everybody in this house knows, or you should know, that everything is a test. Everything is a test. You're either in the middle of a test, right? Or you just finished a test, or you're about to start a test, right? Man, this month has hit me really hard because it really pointed out some things in my life. It really did. That There's some things that I needed for God to change, and there are areas that you, you may say, man, you know what, I'm going through this test, and God's testing this, and he's checking in on this and that, and that's not a very big deal. But Scripture says in Song of Solomon 2.15, it's not on our list today, but let me just tell you. It says, it's the little foxes that spoil the vines or ruin the vineyard. It's the little things sometimes. And sometimes we flirt with those little things in our life that God has spoken to us about, God has warned us about, we felt convicted about, we were bothered about, and we just slept on it and forgot about it. Maybe it was a relationship, maybe it was an area of dishonesty, maybe it was an area you were hiding or it was a secret, or maybe it was an area of how you treated others or you were treating your own body. Everybody has some area, and that's not for you to be condemned. I want everybody in the house to say everybody. Let's do that again on the count of three. One, two, three, say everybody. Yeah, everybody has areas. You say, man, well, that's not a huge deal. Well, it doesn't have to be a huge deal, and it may seem small right now, but one day it may be a huge deal if you don't deal with it and take care of it. God's dealt with me in areas like that. It's like, well, that's fine. I'll just, I'll tell him I'm sorry, but I may not change that, and I'll just kind of tuck it away. There's an example I heard years ago about, you know, your lives are like a house. Your lives are like a house. Scripture says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Once you accept Jesus, you become his dwelling place. We talk about God's house because we've set this place aside and apart to be a place where we worship God. But more importantly, even than a church building, is you as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that's deep because that means you're inviting God into your house. You can imagine Jesus walking through the halls of your house. And this example years ago that I learned was, God, you can have access to everything except for that closet. Jesus, I love you. You can sit at the table with us. We're not going to use foul language out here. We're going to worship you. We're going to have worship music. But that closet there, I'm going to close that off. And it's, it's full of stinking, dirty, nasty trash. And it's attracting rats and cockroaches in this beautiful house with granite, granite countertops and high ceilings and beautiful woodwork and tile work. But there's a smell in there. And I don't want you, Jesus, to get too close to that closet. Well, here's the thing about the test is God starts to test those areas of your heart that need to be changed. God does not bring evil on your life. But I thank God for my mom who prayed for me those years, and I used to hear her pray for me, and it was irritating when I could hear her pray for me, and she knew that I could hear her praying for me. Lord, change him. Wake him up. Deal with him, God. Work on his heart. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'd say, Mom, why do you pray where I can hear you? And she's like, well, babe. Man, mom, and but God heard her prayers. I always loved God, but I, I was raised in the church, and I struggled with rebellion, and I struggled with my weaknesses, and it's crazy how 
the ones who are really called to ministry and the ones who are really called to work in the fivefold and be in front of people, to me it seems like they run the hardest. I could be wrong. You may say, no, everybody runs the hardest. I don't know, man. Everybody I've ever met, my dad included, said, yeah, God, I'll, I'll go to the ministry, but this is my dad's story. He said, but I'll be an evangelist. I ain't going to pastor people. Do you know what evangelists do? They say, the Lord be with your spirit. I love you. God bless you guys. I'm going to receive an offering and keep ministering and move on. And you guys, you just do your thing. I love y'all. I'm going to leave y'all with the pastor. God bless you. Mic drop, right? Dad didn't want to have to be putting out fires. And, but guess what? He's one of the best pastors I've ever seen in action. I've learned a lot from him. And man, the last thing I wanted to be was a pastor. Pastor Jen will tell you the same thing. I, I had other plans. I wanted to seek God, and we had other plans. And man, here we are. But everything's a test, and I've had to be tested, and I've had to be tested. And you know what? This is not in the notes today. But Miha, if you would, would you go to Proverbs 17.3 in the New Living Translation? No rush on that. I did not put that in the notes today, but I just feel led. This is so good right here and so important. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. Everything's a test. Everything's a test. So how do I stay prepared for the test? Well, number one, you need to go to class. You need to go to class. Let's put that up there. This is a school and learning and educational analogy. But you need to go to class and say, man, what's class? I'm out of school. You go to church like you're doing this morning. Or you go to a connect group or you, you go to surge or you, you listen to podcasts. You stay active in the word. You keep going and gathering with people. One guy says, man, I want to do great things in life. And I heard another young man of God tell him, that's great. You want to have victory. You want to do good. But you got to show up. Show up. Say, man, I'm going to win the battle. You never showed up to the battle. It was a TKO, and you didn't even show up. Say, man, I'm going to do great at this job, but they never went. Or I'm going to fulfill this contract. They never showed up. Or, man, I'm going I'm to be great at marriage, but you're absent, really. You've got to show up and be there to win. So, you, see, man, how do I stay prepared for the test? Because everything's a test. You need to constantly be preparing. You need to go to class. Let's go to Hebrews 10.25. Be there. Got a very sad example from my own life I'm about to give you, but to my own shame. It says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. Why? Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Let's go back to the beginning of that verse. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. I grew up around people that... There was always an issue. I knew they weren't living right. They're, they're like, you don't even need to go to church. I'm like, but what are you hiding? Why wouldn't you want to go to church? Right? God can speak to you at home, and he should. You need to have a relationship with God, like this young man said, outside of the church walls. You do. Your relationship with God is constant. But you need to meet with like-minded believers. You need to meet with people who love God like you. you got to go to class to stay prepared for the test. I remember in college... Spring semester of 1999, I'd returned to college after taking about a uh, year and a half off, and I, I really wanted to finish up, but I got lazy that semester, and I had spring fever like in January as soon as school started. And I'll never forget, I started skipping classes, which is dumb because I was paying for it, right? Some of you heard this example on a Wednesday night. And I'll never forget, I had a teacher who's a sharp guy, who's kind of proper, 
Um, this was not his accent, but for emphasis and how proper he was, I'm going to change his accent. And I remember I showed up at class one night, and he was passing out tests. I didn't even have a pen on me. You know how dumb that is? Dumb. And to add to his, how proper he was, he, he says, oh, hello, Mr. Senna. It's so nice of you to join us tonight. He was irritated. Always kind of a controlled fury with me, I think. <laughs> kind of gritted his teeth, handed me a test and goes, do you need a pen? <laughs> yes, sir, I need a pen. I can't write in blood. You probably want me to write in blood after you beat me to a pulp, but I didn't have a pen. So I'm all Mr. Charming. I'm like, hey, man, can I borrow a pen and some paper? <laughs> Stupid. It sounds funny now, but it's to my own shame that I was ill-prepared. I was paying money for college, and I got a C in that class. They're like, yeah, you passed. Well, here's the deal about passing and failing. Sometimes you just passed, but did God just want you to pass like that by the skin of your teeth, or could you have gotten an A? You could have gotten an A with your ability and what God has given you. And Man, I could have gotten an A in that class. I liked that class. But, I, you know, I just wasn't even showing up. I was doing the same with two other classes that semester, just showing up. And it happened in both, like, it happened in three, all three classes where I'd show up and they're passing out tests. I didn't know there was a test. What if we didn't know everything's a test? Get ready for the test. Stay prepared. Go to class. See, I don't go to Connect Group. I don't want them in my business. You don't have to share your business. You don't want to, but God's going to speak to you. Jesus had 12. He had a small group. And look, they changed the world. So go to church. Go to Connect Group, man. Stay connected. To, uh, be part of the trainings we offer here, the volunteer groups, the different things. Go to class. Be there. Number two, learn from the teacher. you got to learn from the teacher. You say, who is the teacher? Well, ultimately, your teacher is the Holy Spirit. Your teacher is God. Okay? So he's going to teach you. But God has also assigned other teachers to you, like myself or your Connect group host or another leader or a different pastor. Let's go to Romans 15.4. Learn from the teacher. Because some people go to class and they've been there 20 or 30 years and they cannot tell you where anything is found in the Bible. They don't know any, like they just don't know much. One guy told a friend of mine years ago, he said, Oh no, I've never read through my Bible. I don't read it because I just, the pastor quotes scripture, so I just go with that. I go to church. They know the word. What? What about when you're in a test and you need some, some words of encouragement? What about you can't find your pastor or you can't, you can't get to your smartphone and Google an answer? What if, what if? Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. Teach us. Learn from the teacher. And the scriptures give us hope, what? And encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Scripture says... That the words of God are life. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You need to know. You need to fill up on the word all the time. You need to be in the word. And that's going to tie in here to my next point here in a moment. But you've got to learn from people. You ever met somebody who just wasn't, wasn't hearing it? They just weren't learning? They just wouldn't listen to anybody? I promise. Look at lives like that. I promise. They are shipwrecked. You ever had seasons in your life where you didn't listen and you're like, 
man, I should have listened. Anybody in here? I want you to raise your hand if you're being honest today. Said, uh, Regardless of your age, say, man, I should have listened at that point in my life. Raise your hand. Come on. My hand's up first. It's happened with my parents and people around me and other advisors. Even since I've been married, I've told my wife, baby, I should have listened to you. I should have listened. Mm. Sometimes the only thing we understand as we're going through tests sometimes, this is not good, but we're human. And sometimes, you've heard the old saying, we learn the hard way, but sometimes the only way we learn is through pain. Right? The only way we learn is through pain. Something just hit. Oh, my gosh, that hurts. I don't want to do that anymore. It hurts. It hurts. you got to learn from the teacher. You don't have to suffer through all that pain. Okay? You still with me? Somebody say amen if you're still in the house. Praise God. Number three today. Staying prepared for the test. You've got to study. That ties into learning from the teacher. You've got to study. There's homework assignments. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2.15. This is the New King James Version. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. One translation says, the King James Version says, study. Study to show yourself approved. Study. Let's put that in King James. If that's not too much trouble, let's put that reference in King James. I like it in King James even better. You say, man, that's Old English. That's Shakespearean English. Well, I'll translate it for you here in a moment. Study to show yourself approved. 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. In some ways, school came easy to me, but I had to study in my own way. Everybody studies differently. Some say things out loud over and over again. Some, some do all kinds. They take really good notes. I wasn't the best note taker, but I learned to study the way that worked for me. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a believer, Scripture needs to be at the center of your study. Scripture. Now, not just Scripture, though, because here's what happens with Scripture sometimes. According to Scripture, the letter of the law kills. If it's just Scripture, you could get in trouble because you've added no, you've not allowed God's Holy Spirit to speak to you and to communicate with you. So just word, 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 that's powerful, but you got to mix prayer with that because you got to get to know God, just not just know rules and regulations, okay? The letter of the law kills, but the Spirit brings life. So you've got to mix that, and my, I've been talking with Pastor about that lately, is you've got to mix your relationship this way with God, is you've got to have time of prayer and Bible study. You've got to talk to God to know Him. I've been married now. We'll be married in September 13 years. And one thing we've learned is we've got to have open communication lines. I love to talk with my wife, but I'm not always a great listener, and God's dealt with me on that lately. That's been one of the tests I believe that I've failed even this month while teaching this. And I feel convicted, and I'm going to tell you about it. How do you like that? I'm not going to hide it and say, oh, no, I'm passing all the tests. No, I've gotten some D's and some C pluses, maybe some B's in listening, maybe once in a while an A, but I don't know what it averages to for this last month. But God's dealing with me on my, me just listening to my wife, to others, to people around me, because I love people. But sometimes I get distracted, don't I? Or hopped up on caffeine where it's hard to listen. I'm like hammy on over the hedge. No, I want to listen, but I can't sit still. Oh my gosh. You've got you've to learn to listen. And how do you listen to God? You read his word and you pray. And when you pray, you don't do all the talking. Sometimes you sit quietly. 
Sometimes you sit quietly and say, man, this is tough. We'll put that phone away. I know. Put that phone away. That phone could be detrimental sometimes. Say, man, I'm still messing with that phone. Put it away. It's a distraction. You need to be able to study to stay prepared for the test, and that's staying in the Word and prayer. You don't pass tests very well without prayer. You ever been in one of those situations? Well, the test is on you. It's a pop quiz. Yay! I didn't know there was a test today. And you haven't been praying. Now you're praying, right, as you're going through the test. Hey, and that helps too, and that works. But sometimes, man, it sure would make the test. You'd, you'd have a lot more grace for the test if you'd been praying leading up to the test and seeking God in his word. Don't wait for the test to push hard after God. Keep seeking him now. Keep seeking him now. Let it be more than just religion, more than just church. Have a relationship with God. The word and prayer are to help. Look how simple this is. They're to help you know God better and remain close to him. The word and prayer are to keep you sharp with God. Stay close. To stay close. Just like in a marriage relationship, you've got to find ways to stay close. Spend time together. Talk. Pray together. In the same way, with God, you've got to find ways to just stay close to him. Talk to him. Listen to his word. Think about him. Meditate, scripture calls it, okay? So that's so important. Are you still with me? Number four today, staying prepared for the test. Learn from other students. What? Yeah, there's other students that are doing great in some areas, and they can learn from you. Scripture says iron sharpens iron. It says that in Proverbs. Iron sharpens iron. So two like-minded people, man, sometimes you're weak in an area, but they're strong in an area, and you're getting close to each other, and you're sharpening each other. I went to school with people that were great students, and some were terrible. The, some were terrible students because they, they weren't dumb. They just didn't care. That was always irritating to me when I knew someone hadn't, see, someone hadn't been to class, right? right? And I fell into that category that semester. I was never like that as a whole. But that semester, I, I fell into that category. People that didn't go to class, didn't listen when the teacher was talking, didn't ever do the homework and bragged about it, and the test came, and they're like, what'd you get for number seven? One knock for A, two knocks for B, three knocks for C. And I loved pe giving people wrong answers. <laughs> or confusing them during the test. They're all, that's, that's six knocks. I'm all A, B, C, D, E, F. Then put F there because that's what you're going to get. <laughs> write F in the blank. True or false? Uh, you got to write down a T or, or an F. And I remember people were so ill-prepared, and they didn't know. And guess what they wrote for T or F? They would put a T and then put a line through it so it looked like a T or an F. And it's like sometimes that works with a teacher. Some of y'all did that, huh? True or fake? Man, maybe I can fudge through. You know, the problem with that is there's truth is parallel. And I've noticed it. Many people live their lives like they're still in school, just fudging their way through. They live their lives like that. I'll just, mm, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I mentioned that on, on Wednesday about, I said, man, why do, why do some people fail the test? Because they're unconcerned. They don't care. They're not worried about it. Mm, whatever. That's fine. It'll be fine. No, it's not fine. No está fine. It's not fine. Not everybody's fine. You, you need to put God first. You've got to seek God because you never, you never know what's on the horizon. I'm not, I'm not, these are not scare tactics. 
there's awful things coming. No, there's great things coming, but you got to be ready for tests because that's life. Jesus said in this world, in this life, you will have trouble. It's normal. It's life. So in life, you've got to be able to learn from other students. Spend time with other good students of the Word. Be around people. You know, I love this. Be around people that are stronger than you in some areas. Don't just hang around people that are just heavens. They're just awful at everything you need to be better at. I had a friend in junior high, and I, I've, I've given you part of this testimony before. He was like the evil me. He had all my weaknesses and then, then some. Oh, man, bad. Bad. It was crazy, and it, it was not good. And I, I, I learned a lot from that relationship. Get around people that are going to strengthen and encourage you, make you better, give you hope. People that are going to say, hey, man, I don't know about that. That's what I love about being married. Iron sharpens iron. We both love God. We have kindred hearts and minds, and our souls are knit together. We love each other, but there's times we tell each other, I don't know about that, or maybe we can do this better, or uh, two are better than one. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. Check this out. Ecclesiastes 4, 9. I'm about to finish up. I'm about to wrap up, so don't get too desperate to get out of here yet. We're, we're about to wrap this up. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Isn't that powerful? So be around like-minded people. That's what church is for. Doesn't that tie in to go to class and be connected? Point one today? Be around other like-minded believers, other like-minded people, people who want God. Man, I want to be around people who are so hard, hardcore after God that it inspires me. I want to see people doing great things that encourage me and inspire me and enlighten me and enliven me. How about you? Think about that. Let's go through the points today. How do I stay prepared for the test? Number one is, man, go to class, show up, be there. You never win if you don't ever go. You never win if you're not there. You can't even be presented the trophy of victory if you don't show up. So go to class. You don't win the battle if you skip the battle. Go to class. Number two, learn from the teacher. Learn from the teacher. Listen well to God, the pastors, leaders. Connect group hosts, people around you that know more than you. Listen well. Learn from the teacher, whoever's teaching you. L learn to listen to God and the things he allows to happen in life and the tests that are coming through and, 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 and sharpening you. Be sure to listen to God during the test. Number three, study. Stay in the word and prayer, the basics. This is the basics. Keep studying. Stay up on stuff. You ever met somebody who knows nothing about nothing? I'm always amazed. We were laughing this morning because I texted my brother and my wife a link about a guy. That I got the, got the, I think I'm really up to date because I have a news app, CBN. I think, man, I'm really up to date. And I texted them something. They're like, yeah, wow. They've known, I don't know how long because of social media. I'm not really on social media. I really thought I was up to date. I was really connected. It's like me walking up to you going, man, did you know what? In July of 1969, we went to the moon. 
You're going, yeah, well, they're talking about going again, but that happened a long time ago. It was 50 years ago. Wow. Stay up. Stay studying so that you know what's going on in God's heart. You get to know him, and you know what he's got next for you. Stay studying. Stay prepared for the test. And number four, learn. Learn, learn, learn from other students. Learn from other students. Keep using this as an example. My wife and I learn a lot from each other. Over the years, my relationship with my brother and, and different people, I've learned a lot from them. Those people that are like-minded, they love God, and we're in the, on the same page. You get to learn from each other. You can humbly say, man, I don't know about that. Show me about that. There's a lot of things I don't know. It's amazing that the older I get, y'all know, huh? Do y'all know anybody in here? The older I get, maybe it's just because I'm finally allowing myself to be humble and say, man, the older I get, the less I really know. I did not know that. They can do that? That happened? My gosh. I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know. You can always learn. You can be a lifelong learner. The school of life, as you take tests and get better, as you take tests and get stronger, as you take tests and get closer to God, as you take tests and pass, and not just with a D. I know some people are proud of a 65, but I am not, and you shouldn't be either. I remember people going, man, I got a 65 on that. I didn't even study, man. It's luck. I guessed all through that thing. Can you imagine? I got 65% of them right, and I guessed. I'm all good for you. You learned a lot. Stay in tune. Stay connected to God. Go to class, man. Go to class. Learn from the teacher. Study and learn from other students. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. I believe God is speaking to you already. Is there anybody in this house at the sound of my voice that says, Pastor Matt, you know what? I do not know Jesus. I do not know where I'm headed. I don't know how to pass this test without God. If I died today, I don't know that I'd make heaven. I don't know where I'd go. Scripture mentions heaven and hell. Jesus talked about hell a lot more than heaven. But I want you to be in, G in heaven with Jesus and your loved ones who went before you that served God. Is there anybody in this house at the sound of my voice who says, Pastor Matt, I'm not right with God. If I died tonight, I don't know where I'd go. Would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. This is not to condemn you. This is to make sure you're right with God. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for raising your hands. God bless y'all. Thank you for your courage. We're going to pray today, and you're going to repent, and God is on your side. And you're going to learn that God is with you and for you. And once you confess him as Savior, he lives within you. Everybody in this house, repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Forgive me for my sins. Lord, I'm so sorry. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I believe in the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross when he died for me and rose again. Lord, heal my heart. Come to live within me. I confess that Jesus is Lord, and I believe that he now lives forevermore. I believe and I am now a believer by putting my faith in Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving me from myself and from my sin and from hell. In Jesus' name. Now I want everybody to look at me. Thank you so much for your courage, for raising your hands. You are saved today by the power of God. 
You are walking in his will now in Jesus' name. Get into the word and prayer. God is with you. He's changing you. You don't ever have to stay the same anymore if you put God first. He will change you. How many of you in this house today are going through a test? I want you to raise your hand. You say, man, I've been through it. I'm going through something right now, and I can't do this without God. I'm really, this is tough. I want you to stand on your feet. Go ahead. Everybody in the house, stand to your feet. And we're going to pray together in Jesus' name. I want you to join hands, if you can, with the folks next to you, behind you, however that looks. I want you to join hands, and we're going to pray together. Tests are for a reason. Tests are to make you better and faster and stronger and more ready for the next test. Tests are to improve your walk with God if you let them. You've heard the saying, I didn't get bitter, I got better. Yeah, that's what tests are for, to test you and polish you and get you ready for the next season of life. Say, man, I didn't do good on that test, but I know what I can do differently now. God is with you, he's for you, and he now lives within you. So agree with me as I pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, as we walk through these tests, myself included, God, I'm going through a test as well, and numerous tests. God, we need your grace because you said your grace is enough. Your grace is sufficient. Now we lean on you, God, and we trust you, Father, and we thank you that you're guiding us through this test. You're holding on to us. You're teaching us, and you are, like Scripture says, the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered of the Lord. We will lean on you and not trust in our own understanding, God. We lean on you, and we will not forget to ask you for your help in every situation. We trust you. We thank you. Now speak to us through your word, and as we pray, and as we seek you, God, today and this week, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.